welcome in episode number three, uh, Coach K, Ultimate Failure. Uh, just a terrible career. Love that he ended it the way he did. Uh, biggest week of the year, opening week, and the Masters, same weekend. So, hey, everything happens for a reason. Got the lockout, pushing it back a weekend. Biggest weekend in sports, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, got a lot to get into, so let's dive on in. Welcome back to the CMB Sports Show. I know we took about a week off trying to upgrade some stuff. We're playing around with a lot of stuff, trying to make the podcast just quality better. But what a perfect time to come back the day after Coach K just oh, yeah. gets annihilated. I mean, this is just a great day to be a fan of the CMB Sports Show. you got to have a little bit better quality, you know, because we do it for you guys. And we get to come in here and just bash Coach K for which is what a weirdo he is. For sure. I mean, he is the greatest basketball coach of all time. No doubt. No question. But he's the worst human of all time as I just, well. I don't like him. He's weird. He's just a weird guy. He just does weird things. He's got a little mouth. He colors his hair. You know, you're not really Has sure to. how old he is. And I don't like him. He's like 75. You know what his reason for retirement is? What's that? To spend more time with his family. But like who? Your grandkids are in college. Are your great-grandkids? Yeah, you're good now. There's no reason for you to retire now. He's scared. He's scared. Can't beat North Carolina. That's bad. First year head coach. First year. And he beats you your last home game, and then he puts you out of your last tournament. With Roy Williams just dancing on his grave. Dancing. Roy Williams retired like an, like an adult. Like an adult. Just, he just said, I'm done. Yep. He had somebody lined up to replace him. Coach K wants to drag this out. And then he wants to ask, he says, it's not fair these kids having to play with this pressure on them, knowing that it's my final year. Like, like bro, who are you? It was your fault. <laughs> You're the one that put pressure on everyone involved in the situation. You made it about you. How are you going to make it about your players all your career? You announce your retirement 10 months in advance. Everybody Say, hey, everybody look at me. Yeah. Everybody look at me and what I've done. I mean, that's just awful. It was like right after the season last year. You know who would never do that? Nick Saban. Mm, I guess we'll find out. I guess we will find out one day. I mean, that is, is, we're not, we can't talk about morals and talk about Nick Saban. It's the guy to just up and leave Miami in the middle of the night. I mean, they really didn't want him. That's fair. They didn't want Drew Brees, they didn't want Nick Saban. That worked for them. They got Tua. Yeah. I mean, it kind of worked. 15 years later. Long term, it worked out. Saban's doing great. Dolphins have Tyreek Hill full circle. That is. The Tyreek Hill trade is crazy. We can go ahead and touch on that since that is probably the only thing that happened in in the NFL since last time. That's uh, That's Bobby Wagner signing. They they have some big big speed. Oh, yeah. Now. They signed Mostart, too, from the 49ers, who's probably the fastest running back in the league. If... uh, Tua can get that weak body in shape. I think they'll be okay. I mean, their defense is, was good um, with Flores, but now that he's out, I'm, you know, you just don't know. I mean, they brought an offensive-minded guy. I think they have the dudes on defense to still be good, but um, I mean, offense they should be fine, more than fine. I just it's going to be tough to compete with the Bills and the Patriots, but they should handle the Jets. I think. Yeah, which this is your time to strike with the Patriots being down. Yeah. Like it, it won't be much longer until the Patriots are back up top. Yeah, for sure. Especially so if you're the Dolphins, you got to strike now. That's why I don't – I've seen a lot of people saying they gave up too much, and I just – I can't agree with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree either. You're not, you weren't going to draft a guy as good as Tyreek Hill with any of those picks. No, no, not at all. Not even close. He's a game changer. Yeah. Like I think the Chiefs got the raw end of the deal. They're not going to be able to draft anybody with those picks. To take, where before on, I think Tyreek Hill, like, that's what most defenses have to game plan for. Yeah. I like, mean, he's the scariest threat to a defense. You can't let him take the top off continuously. Right. I mean, if, but, you know, in the NFL, with defenses like they are, somebody takes the top off once, I mean, the game, the game could be over. Yeah. So, I don't know, but, uh. I've seen they want to use him the way Debo Samuels used 
49ers, like, bring just, him out of the backfield and stuff, yeah, which I think, I, think I do too. Just he's your best athlete, get him the ball as often as possible. Yeah, why not? And I think this kind of – this will be put up or shut up time for Tua. Yeah. If yeah. you can't compete with this team, yeah, you're just not the guy. Yeah, you're not the guy I need to move on. But um, that'll be fun to watch. Uh, I know we got a little while to see that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, back, back to uh, that Duke-North Carolina game, man. Uh, it was just a great game in general. Um, I mean, Caleb Love, 28 points, 11 for 20 from field goal, or from the, from the field. Like, that's elite. Yeah. In a big game, you're playing in a, the Superdome. You shoot 11 for 20, I mean, then you're just good. Um, yeah, we talked about it, going to the Superdome. I think the cheapest tickets were like $350. And you're so far away, like you would have to watch the game on your phone. Yeah, I mean, it's to see what's happening. It's, it's, I get it. You know, I get like you can just sell more seats in these big arenas, like playing in Jerry World and stuff. But like, why? (laughs) You know, it's like playing the when they played the Tennessee Virginia Tech game at Bristol Speedway. Oh yeah. Why? For what? (laughs) That's a lot. I guess that is the reason. Just packed so many just people yeah. in there but you saw so many open seats in there too yeah so I was I don't know I think the championship will be more sold sold out yeah for sure or more tickets sold um but I did see that tickets were more expensive to Friday night Tennessee Vandy than the final four tickets oh wow yeah that's nuts just a random fact for you <laughs> But now, all we got left now, college basketball, Kansas versus North Carolina. Line right now is, last I saw was minus four. Yeah, minus Kansas. four. Kansas. I think Kansas wins this game pretty easily. Yeah, yep. I think the way they move the ball is just so impressive. They're just, they're good. And, and, you know, it's crazy to think that they lost to Kentucky at one point. We got ran By like 20. But the, it just doesn't even look like the same team. No. Um, we talked about Obaji at before the tournament started, and he's kind of coming into – he's only averaging like 13 points a game, but he's just so efficient. Yeah. He doesn't – he's not really the guy – the offense don't really run through him. No, he just runs – he works with the team so well. Yeah. I think that's what makes him the most dangerous. They just run as a team so well. Yeah, they've got five guys that can go get a bucket. But, I mean, North Carolina is kind of the same way. They can put up points in a hurry, so – they're scrappy. They were way underseeded too. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, they played. That's a tough conference. It ACC, was. ACC was probably the strongest conference this year. This year it was very underrated. Looking um, back on it. Yeah, uh, you know, Big Ten got a lot of hype, and they had some good teams, but you know, I, I just think they got too much hype. Um, the SEC got exposed. Yeah, I think you know, I think they kind of knew knew like the SEC wasn't as good though, because um, just like with, you know, with Texas A and M you know not making it and not having as many teams in it um yeah you know Kentucky loses to St. Peter's but yeah that's tough you know it's just if you know if that doesn't happen and Auburn beats Miami you know we're kind of talking a little different but I mean that's what that's what counts that's why we're talking about it you know you gotta win those games um so I you know uh but I, I think that it's, I think it'll be a good game, but I think um, Kansas will pull away at the end. Um, so I think the minus four is going to be a good one to good one to ride. And I don't remember the last time a higher seed had like went and won it. Like it wouldn't just be weird seeing an eight seed win the whole thing. Yeah, it would be. It would be so weird. You know, I like think five, Villanova was like a five seed when they won it. Five seeds make sense, you know, because like they could be like a super talented team that dropped a couple like early or something. You know. Yeah. Um, kind of like a Houston, but it's just I just eight seed man. You just gotta have a magic. That's a magical run. Yeah, you know, and you I just think, gotta put it put it all out there. I, but I, I just I think Kansas is too good. I think they're too hot. I do too. I just think they're a more complete team. Yeah. If one guy from USC UNC gets in foul trouble, the game could be over. Yeah, yeah, it could get ugly quick. And I mean, Kansas ended up winning by what like twenty. Yeah, I think it was like eighty something to sixty something. That's just in the final four, they just have that that next level yep. to where the second half they can just 
all of a sudden just put it on you. Next thing you know, it's they're on a 15-0 run. Yeah. Yeah, and I definitely like the over uh, 152 as well. Both teams can score pretty well. And, uh, you know, not that they don't play defense, but I think they're more focused on scoring. And, you know, they'll play good defense, but, I mean, both teams scored 81 against good defensive teams. Yeah. So. Kansas does like the running gun. So I, I could I could see the over, and I'm I'm usually an under guy in big games like this, but there's just something that something's grabbing me, telling me to go over. Which is, I mean, that's, yeah, I can see it. One fifty two is pretty high. Yeah, yeah. I I had the over or the under um, in the Duke North Carolina, and then I mean it wasn't even close. It was like over by eight points. Yeah. So. That's tough. Uh, yeah, I had it at one fifty. So I mean, if they're if they can do it, I feel like North Carolina and Kansas can do it as well. So I don't know. I guess I we'll, feel like we've had our finger on the pulse pretty good the past, especially from like the Sweet Sixteen on. Yeah. I feel like yeah, we started. We had a rough start. Yeah, we did. We had a rough start to the bracket, but I mean, for the last week, uh, I guess week and a half, two weeks, or whenever the weeks, yeah, two weeks. Yeah, I mean, we've been. We've been pretty on it. Kind of on top of it. Um, Luckily, everything's kind of played out the way we thought it would. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, it's been fun, though. I, I hate it. You know, I love the tournament, but I hate when it ends. I hate having to watch championship games on Monday. I think that's the stupidest thing ever. I agree. It should be Sunday night. Sunday night. And college football should be on Saturday nights. Yeah. Why would you play... All year on Saturday. On Saturdays. Then go to Monday night. And go to Monday night at like 9 o'clock Central Time. Yeah. Why were we doing that? It don't make any sense. Sorry to go on a tangent, but that is stupid. And if anybody can hear me from the NCAA. CBS. If you're listening. CBS. You're dumb. (laughs) And Figure it out. Just figure it out. Run the ball and put it on. Saturday and Sundays. What I don't under like the Super Bowl, they play football. Sunday night football is probably the biggest game. It's the biggest game of yeah, every week. It's prime time. Why would and they they play the Super Bowl in that time slot? Like normal humans. Yeah, it makes sense. And they have a lizard person as their commissioner. Yeah. I've never understood that. College football being played on a Monday night. I hate it. Unreal. But I think that's pretty much everything. You know, we can dive into some MLB. We've got opening week. Oh man. Opening day being Thursday. This is this is the best week of the year. It's what I live for. Open I mean, there's just so much excitement. You have so many and the, the best part about opening day, you have so many day games and Oh yeah. You get all you the in, baseball intros all day. to the players and they're running out. You know, like I, I remember I'll never forget it. I went to a, a season Season opener for my birthday, like two or three years ago, uh, it was the Braves versus the Cubs, and we got to see all the players run out from center field, and all the stars were introduced, and it was just really cool. And it's just, yeah. it's what I live for. I mean, I, I love it. You know, I love the World Series and and pennant races and all that kind of stuff. But opening day, man, just it just gets me all in my feels, and I just love it. Yeah, seeing baseball being played during the day with the sunshine—that's just that's a different feel. So beautiful. So beautiful. It was just like in Major League, ball and blue sky. I mean, yeah. that's my fa- I mean, it, that's what it's all about. But uh, yeah, so uh, who, who we uh, who we looking at? We can run. Got? You want to run through some divisions? Yeah, yeah, I like that. We'll start in the AL East. That's probably the best division in baseball. I think it's definitely. It's. I want to say it's been the most competitive for a long time. Yeah. But now it's even more competitive because it used to be kind of a. Two, three team league or division uh, for like probably the past five years. You know, and it kind of alternates. Like sometimes the Yankees would be in there, sometimes the Red Sox, sometimes the Rays. But I mean, now you got pretty much everybody except the Orioles. And the yeah. Orioles are on the come up. Yeah. Orioles are, are real young. But the Blue Jays have, they've, I think they've taken control of this division. Yeah. Or they've put themselves as the front runner. Yep. They are. I mean, they've made a lot of moves. We didn't even talk about Matt Chapman going to the Blue Jays. Jeez, that one is... of the best, definitely, if not the best defensive third baseman, and he's kind of that. He's that new age type of baseball that all the old people hate. Yeah. Where he's like a three and D type guy in baseball. Yeah. Like that reference you used in basketball. Mm-hmm. 
where he's got a high OPS, low batting average, great defensively. Yep. But he he's a lot better than what you look. I think his batting average has been like 250 the past couple of years, but he's had an OPS over like 850. And he's hitting in the worst ballpark in the in Oh, league. for sure. I mean, he's hitting in a football that, stadium. Then, you know, it just doesn't make sense for them to even have that arena still, but it's neither here nor there. But, I mean, he's coming to a much more hitter-friendly division, I would say. You know, you got – I would – you know, each pitching staff has their ace that's really tough, like with Chris Sale, Garrett Cole, uh, Glasgow. Um, Which he's hurt. Him and Sale are both hurt. Yeah, but they're not out for super long, are they? I think Glass. I think Glass now had Tommy John. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he's out all year, I think. But you know, Sale's always hurt. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's got that weak body. Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a very hitter friendly um, league or division. So. I mean, I think he'll he'll kind of have he'll probably have a breakout year. Yeah, I mean, he can he could possibly be a backdoor for an MVP or a silver be a silver slugger. The best stadium he's hit in so far. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Facing Garrett Cole a handful of times a year probably won't help, no. but but I mean, and he's in a better lineup. He's yeah, you're he wasn't well protected. protected. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't protected in his lineup. You just had had Matt Olson. That was it. And they had they got rid of um, Simeon as well before. So, you know, I, 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 I mean, I do like I, I do like probably the Blue Jays to really make a run at it. What do you think? That's if I had to pick, Blue Jays would be my first pick to win the AL East. Honestly, they'd probably be my pick to win the American League yeah, as a whole. Just their whole their lineup, man. They still, I mean, George Springer, Bichette. They, they have the best infield in baseball now. Vlad Jr. Um, Kevin Biggio. Kevin Biggio. I mean, if he imagine if he catches fire, and yeah. figures it out. Because I mean, he's already good. But, yeah. You know, he's not to his full potential yet. Yeah. Um, Vlad's a unit. I, mean, I think Vlad will come up when we we'll do MVP talk here in a minute. I'm. I feel pretty sure Vlad will be in that discussion. Yeah, without a doubt. Yankees are. The Yankees are just the Yankees. Red Sox. They've been making moves. Yeah. And then the Rays are the same way. The Rays are the Rays. They'll they'll pull people out of nowhere. They'll end up being great. Yeah, they'll they'll get a guy from Walmart parking lot, and he'll be a switch hitter, and, yeah. best hitter you've seen, blazing fast. Yeah, they have a lot of guys. They still have a lot of their guys. I think Franco is. I think this will be his year. Yeah, he looked extremely good there at the end of the last year. He just did. He wasn't up in enough time. I think he only played like forty games or something like right. that. Yeah, and. They, I mean, they have, they like you said, they still have all their guys. They really haven't made many moves. They just are kind of trusting the process. Yeah. And I mean, it's really working out. You know, Austin Meadows and uh, G Man Choi, you know, uh, Brandon Lau. Those are dudes you can ride. I mean, they're gonna, they're, they've been so consistent. Um, their pitching staff will be solid too. There'll yeah, be a bunch of no names that just always are good. great. Always good. If I mean. I, they're they're honestly fun to watch if you're just a baseball nerd. They just play the game the right way every time. Weird shifts. Just I mean they they will outsmart you, out strategize you. I bet their scouting report is ridiculous. Yeah, has to be. Cause they I mean they move people for every batter. They're shifted. Oh yeah. At least somewhat, even yeah. if it's just something small. But then I think that's pretty much it for them. So who would you pick? A at least. I'm probably gonna have to go to the Blue Jays as well. Yeah, um, I, I think they're the clear-cut favorite. I think that you know, I think the Yankees will get the wild card. Um, I hope the Red Sox don't win a single game. Yeah, agreed. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that. I mean, that you can have. I mean, I. I mean, you could see four teams in the playoffs. How many? How many with the extended? It's twelve. So I don't know if it's going to be the top two of each division or what. Six on each side. That could get interesting, man. Yeah. I haven't really seen any clear clarification on that, if it'll be one from each and then just three wild card spots or what. Right. I think I think top two from each division would be the move. Yeah, I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah. Because then... Well, then you kind of get into the situation, like, what if, 
like the Red Sox are just outside. Yeah. You know, but they're you know like one game behind the Rays, and they all have ninety eight wins. Yeah. You know, then it's like then you got nobody in the Central that has any wins. Yeah. So yeah, that's I mean, true. you could run into that, but I mean, you kind of already get that anyways. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, and you know, if you don't like it, win more games. Yeah. You know, I mean, it. Be better. It's just that it's just kind of how it is. It's just how sports is in general. Um, so, what, who you got next? I think the Central is – I think this is the biggest gap in all the divisions just because you have the White Sox that are just head and shoulders over everyone. Yeah. Like, this is theirs to win. I think we looked at their season over-unders. It was in the mid-'90s. Yeah. I think I would be taking that over. Yeah. Just because they don't – the Twins have made some moves, but nothing enough to really push them over the edge. No. They got one, one arm. Yeah. And – Correa. Correa and Buxton. Yeah. I mean, that's not really enough. And Buxton won't stay healthy. No. Correa will probably be upset. And he'll hit 240. Yeah. I don't I don't think they've done enough. And even there, I do think they're the number two in that division. But they're still not – they're not close to what the White Sox have built. No. No, they're not. Um, let's see. That's the, the White Sox twins. Um Indians or the Guardians? Guardians, no, they're not any good. No, I mean, I mean, they're. I think the Guardians are the third best team. This, I mean, this is going to be a boat race for the White Sox. I think that is crazy. Then the West Astros. I mean, they're they're heavy favorites to win it. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of surprising, but at the same time, they're they're kind of in a way they're like the Rays, like what they're pitching. They just keep pulling arms out of nowhere. That um, that dude with the ponytail, that is filthy. That is also jacked and weird. I mean, he he's good. Lance McCullers, nasty. They lost their two best pitchers last year and made it to the World Series. That's nuts. Yeah. And so their they, their lineup just stays good. Yeah, I think it it shows how because they are the heavy betting favorite. The Angels are second. It shows just how how much further they were ahead of everyone else. Because mm-hmm. you lose Correa, most teams you lose arguably the best shortstop in baseball. Yeah. You're going to take a step back. Really, they're still so much ahead of everybody else. Yeah. And the Angels have two of the three best players in baseball, if not one and two. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With Otani and Trout. And, it doesn't so, and they still have Rendon. Yeah. Who's incredibly solid. Yeah. Very underrated. That's um, a name I haven't heard in a while. Because, I mean, he was great with the Nationals. Yes. I think he had some injuries last year. Um, but I, I do – I'm interested to see it is uh, – I'm assuming Bregman's going to be at shortstop for them. That's what I think. I mean, they haven't said anything he's yet. He's a second overall pick as a shortstop. You know, he's played third a while. But, I mean, he's I, – I mean, I think he would just be incredible at shortstop. You know, he's really good at third. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he would be just as good. Because, I mean, it was Dansby, then him. Yeah. And that draft. Um, and he went to LSU and balled out there as a shortstop. So, I don't know why he wouldn't be able to to just pick it back up. I mean, so they're really – I mean, yeah, you're missing Correa. But, you know, if you could have anybody step in. I mean, he's already, he's been there. He's like – he's kind of – you know, he's definitely one of their guys. So, and he's one of my favorite players. Yeah. I think that would be the easiest transition. To slide him over and then go find the offensively good third baseman instead of trying to find somebody to replace Correa's production at short. Yep. I think that would definitely be the easier choice. Who's your pick for the American League as a whole? So we got Blue Jays, Yankees, White Sox, Twins, Astros, Angels, Red Sox, Rays. Because I think it's – I think the Blue Jays, if they can stay healthy and yeah. their pitching just – Everybody pitch, continues to develop. Yeah. And if their pitching can just keep them in games. They lost Robbie Ray, which hurts. But, I mean, they've just replaced – they've reloaded. They've added two or three guys pitching too. That that, bring, that reminds me, watch out for the Mariners to come in, come in the back door. Yeah, the Mariners were third they, in the I mean, West. They had 90 wins last year. And That's, they went – they got better. Yeah. So – I believe they had 90 wins. It was something high. I know they were close to making the playoffs. Yeah. Because, I mean, that, the AL was stacked last year. Um, but, yeah, so if I had to pick one, 
so tough because I feel like it's got to be somebody from the AL East. But yeah. when you, you know when you think about matchups, like I look, I really like the White Sox pitching staff against any of the lineups in the AL East. Um, yeah. I just think back, thinking about the end of last year where the Blue Jays just barely missed the playoffs. Yeah. But they were on a tear yep. coming into that point. To where if the Red Sox or the Yankees would have slipped up and lost two or three in a row, the Blue Jays would have been in there and they would have been the team to beat in the, in the playoffs last year, yeah. I think. Just because they were so hot. Yeah, Their I, whole lineup was on fire. I think you're right. And they just got so much better. I, th- I, think, it, I think, yeah, Blue Jays, I think, I think it'll be like Blue Jays, White Sox or... Blue Jays Rays, you know, like in the um, in the ALCS or something, and are yeah, yeah, the ALCS. Um, and I think the Blue Jays would get it done. I mean, I think that's just so much better. Um, so we go in L East now. This is probably the second best division. Yeah, most it, competitive. It's yeah, it's wild too because I've always said that, especially <clears throat> pitching. Like the pitching in the in that division is so good, and we watch it all the time because you know with the Braves, um, like the the top to bottom, there's really not many. Like you don't really you know you're facing the Phillies, like you really don't have an off night. Right. You know, even with the Marlins, worst team in the division. I mean, two years ago they made the playoffs in the short mm-hmm. season. I mean, you, you don't have an off night, and the bullpens are just as good. The Braves just reloaded again. Um, I, you know, I, on paper, the Mets should destroy everybody. It shouldn't even be close. But I don't know what it is. I just think the Braves just have that mentality, um, especially picking up Matt Olson. He's a, he's a big bat to replace Freddie, and then their bullpen is just ridiculous. Yeah. They were they were both betting favorite. I think it was like yeah, I think it was even, right? Pretty close. I think the, the Mets were just barely favored over the Braves, but the Braves were still like minus one ten. So they're basically saying it's one of them two are going to win it. Yeah, Phillies being third, which I mean, you know, the Phillies are still a solid team. Oh yeah, um, the Nationals really aren't great anymore. I mean, you got one, Nationals of, the, one of the best players in the league with Juan Soto, but that I mean that's really. Josh That's Bell. It. I mean, he had a good year in 2019, but that was 20. You know, it was three years yeah. ago. So, um, yeah, if I had to pick anybody, it'd be the Braves. Yeah, and I, I think the Braves will win it. Just to be different, I would take the Mets, just because they're they do have a on paper they are much better. Yeah, much. But I mean, we've already seen Degrom's already hurt, Scherzer's already hurt. Yeah, it's just what they do. Yeah, if Degrom Lindor, was healthy, Lindor's not as good. Oh, no. or didn't have it, or he fell off last year. He might come back. He's still young. That's what I don't yeah, understand. So maybe it's just a bad year. Maybe the the uh, concrete jungle got in his head. It sucks having Jacob Degrom, who's could go down as one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Yeah, and he's just constantly hurt. Like he had, he was on pace to have one of the best seasons of all time last year, and oh, just got derailed by injuries. Yeah, it's it's really frustrating because he's so. In, I like I just like watching him pitch. I mean, it's so much fun, and there's there's gonna be like two hits, and I love yeah. it. I mean, I'm fully invested. And he'll lose. He'll pitch yeah. seven innings <laughs> and, he'll and give lose. up. And he'll lose. He'll give up two runs and he'll lose one to nothing. Man, they're good though. They they have such a good lineup. I just remember they have they still have Pete Alonso. Yeah, I mean, dude's a home run a minute. Yeah. He's a weirdo though. He's weird. He was on to the – he did – Pete Alonso did call out the MLB, though, for using juiced balls. He did. And everybody thought he was crazy, and it yeah. turns out he was right. Yeah, that is right. He said, yeah, they used juiced balls whenever the pitchers – when it was heavy pitcher free agency, yeah. and they used the weak balls last year since it was hitter friendly free agency. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously he was on to something. And then we'll go to the Central. This is going to be one of my favorite ones because you've got the Cardinals, who've got a young lineup – with Tyler O'Neill, yep. Harrison Bader, mm-hmm. then you've got Goldschmidt and Yachty, who are the two vets there, and yep. Arenado. Arenado. Who, I mean, that's that is a very a good lineup. Yeah. Then you've got the Brewers too. Is great pitching. The best probably rotation in baseball. Colton Wong. Um, I mean, their bullpen's extremely nasty. Yeah, and I mean Josh Hader, he he's the best reliever in baseball right now. Yeah. I would say so. But um, that their rotation is just nasty with Corbin Burns. 
Yeah, they're tough to beat. And the, I think, you know, the Cubs weren't great last year, but I think the what they're – I kind of like their what they got rolling. They got some good players coming up. That swindle guy can rake. Yeah. Um, the They just got that uh, – the guy from Japan. Oh, yeah, that everybody wanted. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he already hit a couple home runs in spring training. So, I mean, he might be the real deal. I, you know, I don't think they're they're right there to compete um, with the Cardinals this year or the Brewers, but I mean, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they had a decent season. You know, kind of maybe crept up in the low eighties and wins. And um, but if I had to pick one, uh, the Brewers got them last year, but I think it's going to be the Cardinals this year. I would agree. I, I mean, think it's the Cardinals. They're just so athletic. I mean, they had like five Gold Gloves last year. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You know, just vets. You got Pujols coming back. You know, I don't... The Angels have been pretty bad. Maybe he'll bring that mojo in. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. But, you know, it's like their last hurrah, I'm assuming. It and, is. Uh, he said it's his last year. So, I think, um, you know, they might have a magical season. You never know. I'm sure Nikki G will be happy about that one. Yeah. The Brewers are the betting favorites, but I would take the Cardinals. And the West, I mean, this this one's pretty obvious, right? Yeah. I mean, Dodgers by a mile. A mile. Padres, Padres are creeping in. They're giving. I mean, the Padres are giving their best effort. They're, they got Voight um, to go with Eric Cosmer, and you know Tatis is hurt. Um, yeah, need, Tatis needs to be fined. Yeah. For crashing a motorcycle and breaking his wrist. I mean, well, how dumb can you be? Like you're the you're the guy there. I just don't get. You know, like I understand he's a kid, right? Is he even 21 yet? I don't know. I think he's got to be. I'm not sure either. Anyways, I know he's younger than us. Um, he, how, how is nobody sitting him down and saying, hey man, like, you have like a whole city on your back. Yeah, you could be a billionaire at one point. You're right. This. <laughs> exactly. Like, you're here, this is like your business, your body is your business. You can't be riding motorcycles. No. I'm surprised that's not in his up. contract. I would think it something like that would be. I think the Giants had to put something in that for Bumgarner at one point when he was because Bumgarner broke his ribs like back to back years riding four wheelers and horses and stuff. Yeah, they're doing a rodeo. Yeah, he he went on the parade. He rode a horse after they won one of their World Series. He's 23 years old. Tatis says that's you know and you know I know it's a lot of pressure for a 23 year old but like you're also that that kind of guy yeah. I mean you know like he, it's not anything new he's this is third this would be his third season or four I guess fourth um like total you know from because I think he got brought up mid-year um yeah at some point he has to have a friend sit him down and just say yeah it's just gotta be baseball from here on out for you and I think Machado's that guy I think um I think Tatis still has some issues, some attitude issues here and there. Uh, I know he did early on. Because, um, like, I remember when we talked about it a long time ago, like, who's the one guy in the MLB right now that has had that same attention that Tatis had? Manny Machado. Yeah. You bring him in and put him right next to him. Yeah. And Yeah, so, Machado's the perfect leader in that spot. I know Machado gets a lot of bad flack, but, I mean, you've seen videos of him getting in Tatis's face and telling him quit oh, being a baby. Yeah, exactly. And to grow up. So I think he'll I think Machado is very good for him. He's a guy you got to keep there just to be that mentor to Tatis cuz I mean obviously he needs it. Like yeah. you just can't be doing stupid stuff like that. You got to stay healthy cuz I mean he would be in the MVP race every year. Every year. If he could just stay healthy. Every year. And injuries are going to happen. You got to limit those off that off the field stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, Dodgers by a mile. <clears throat> so what about MVPs? MVPs, man. It took me a while to figure this one out. Um, you know, Otani won it, won it last year. I think deservingly. You know, anybody who can come up there and pitch, be exceptional. You know, he obviously wasn't the best pitcher in of the you know the year, but he was very exceptional. And then he goes and does what he did offensively. Um, yeah, so so where does that set the the bar for him now? I mean, pretty high. Because if he, I mean, if he goes out and he has a three five ERA and hits thirty five home runs, does that win the MVP again? I mean, that would be the best production anybody else is putting out. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah, you know, 
Um, it would be cool one year to see him win MVP and Cy Young. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's got the stuff to do that. I don't think so either. But, you, should, you know, I don't know. You know he, he's, he's still youngish. I think he's like 27, 28. I think he's a little bit older. Um, but, I mean, it's like kind of in your prime. You know, he's still in his prime. So, you just never know. I mean, he might catch lightning in a bottle. You know, they might get good um, one year, one, one of these days and start beating up on people. But I don't, yeah. I don't see it anytime soon. But um, I think MVP, you know, it's either going to be Otani, um, and if I had to pick like a sleeper, Jose Ramirez uh, for the Guardians. I mean, it, he's always been a solid player, switch hitter, play any position. He's just, I mean, now he's kind of all they have too. You know, it's, it, it's kind of all on him, and I think he's kind of about that action and produces um, pretty consistently. He just always has those where he'll just have like six week slumps. Yeah. Because he's always, he's the MVP form, and then all of a sudden he'll just have a month worth of baseball where he just looks horrible. Yeah. And then that kind of takes him out of that conversation. If he could just put it all together, I mean, he, I think he would be one of the front runners. No doubt. And, you know, I don't know how, what his budget is for, for dip, but it's got to be a hundred grand. Oh, at least. Buddy has a and hog hair dye. leg in. Hog leg. At all times. He's always got the frosted tips, and he's always got just a half a can of dip in his lip. Half a can front lip or two. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just all out there. He's a, he's one of the a very likable guy there. Yeah. I hope he gets traded to a good team this year. Yeah, I mean, that would be awesome. I would love him to have him on the Braves. Like, I don't really know what position he would play, but just to have somebody like that yeah. in your lineup is great. I'm, I'm going Vlad Jr., we yeah, saw him take those steps last year. Yeah, I think I think he's there. I think he's ready for it. Um, I, I really like that pick. Vlad Jr., then you got – if Trout could stay healthy, Trout is still the best player in baseball. No doubt. If he can stay healthy, he could, he could win another MVP. Mm-hmm. But that's the big if because, I mean, he hasn't had a healthy season in probably four or five years. Yeah, weak body. NL MVP, I mean, the best hitter in baseball – is Juan Soto. Yeah. I think this is I think it's his award to to lose at this point. But if he doesn't get it done, I think Freddie going to the Dodgers, he's in a better lineup, more protected. Mm-hmm. If he can just put together a year like he did last year or the year before, he'd win it. Yeah. Cuz I mean, he won the MVP 2 years ago with the Braves. Now he's in a much better lineup. Yeah, especially than at that time. Yeah. Uh because that was the shortened season he won the MVP. Yeah. So, um, I like I like those I like I like Freddie and Juan Soto, um, but just to be different, I like I think Max Muncie in a DH role would be really tough to beat because it's like every time you watch him, he's hitting a home run. Yeah, he and he just I I mean I, I used to not like him, but when he told. Bumgarner to go get the ball out of the bay. Yeah, I mean, how do you not like that? Yeah, he's got a little swagger to him. Any pitcher who gets mad at a at a guy pimping a home run, I mean, you be you better. Just be better. Get it by him. Don't yeah. give up a home run. How about that? Yeah, I just hate that, and I, I hate I hate pitchers and umpires who get mad about it. And if you if you are a big leaguer and you throw at a guy, you should. I mean, you deserve to get pounced on. Yeah, like I just think it's on side. That is so cowardly. That is, I don't care. You know, I don't care what y'all have to say to me about that. Plunk, plunking dudes. You know, in high school, college, it's whatever. You know, we're all young dudes that are just, you know, just like just boiling like hormones or whatever. Whatever you want to yeah. call it. Whatever you want to call it. In the bigs, you got dudes throwing a hundred. It's at, adults at their business. Like their body is their business. Yeah. Like that. It, it is. It is going down. I don't care, you know. That that's that's one of my biggest pet peeves, and if, you know, just be better. Yeah. Just like, like, striking out as a hitter is is similar. Like, I don't, you know, don't strike out. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, it's tough. It's a it's a tough thing. It's one of the hitting is the hardest thing in sports. But I mean, hey, there's people who do it all. You know. Yeah. Could you imagine if Trevor Bauer struck you out? Did his little strikeout strut and your next about you threw the bat at him? Yeah. First pitch. No, like, like, why would you do <laughs> that? No, yeah, no. 
you would be banned from baseball if you did that. Exactly. So even though Bauer would probably deserve it. The, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I'm right there with you. He is fun to watch pitch, though. He is he's the weird guy, and I hate him, but his spin rates are ridiculous. And now we can go Cy Youngs. I'm going American League. I've got to go with Garrett Cole. He's my guy. Yeah. We've given him one billion dollars to come pitch for the Yankees. <laughs> And he's always there. He's he's top five in the Cy Young every year. He's always good. I think he was second last year. And then he was like fourth the year before that and like second the year after that. So he's always right there. I think it's his time to break through and get him one. Yeah. If he can have if he can get like eighteen wins on the year, keep a lower ERA, I think it'll be his to lose. Yeah. I um uh, another one healthy Shane Bieber. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say was with Shane Bieber. I, He's just he's strike he gets so many strikeouts. The only thing that's gonna hurt him now is that uh, the Guardians aren't as good. But I mean, yeah, him he might have a losing record. Yeah, with a two ERA. So it, it's it that would be rough. Uh, but if he could like, I mean, if he could just go crazy on strikeouts like he normally does, I think he's always in that conversation. I mean, he's just so good, and you know, you really don't even hear about him or Jose Ramirez. Like a lot. I mean, you have to really follow baseball to even hear their names. The teams in the Central, both Centrals just get lost. Yeah. Nobody ever talks about them. Yep. Um, And then, do you say your NL yet? No, go ahead with your NL. NL. Uh, So I got a little bit of a dark horse. Um, He was good last year. He was very young. He's still young. But he's just, he's He's really good. He has a lot of talent, has a lot of movement on his pitches, and it's going to be Logan Webb for me, for the Giants. I mean, I think the Giants are still a good team. Um, you know, they they were incredible last year. They just win. It was like a win-a-palooza. Yeah. It was just it, – it was crazy. It was incredible to watch. And he was – you know, Kevin Gosman was their guy, but Logan Webb was that, that second guy that was just dominant. Yeah, he and just kept pressure on you. You never really heard about him. And I think this year um, – yeah, it's kind of a, a tough place to hit, anyways, uh, in in San Francisco. So I I, uh, I I think that's that's gonna be my pick is Logan Webb. Who you got? I'm going with Zach Wheeler from the Phillies. I think it, I think he's been right there where he could have won one a couple times, yep. and he just doesn't put it all together. And with Degrom and Scherzer both having rough starts already both already hurt and we haven't even played a game yet mm-hmm. I think that NL kind of opens up you got guys like him like he's plus 2,000 to win it Yeah, I, mean, I think we saw Logan Webb was plus 3,000 mm-hmm. those are two guys that can win it and that's a ton of value there especially with the top two guys already missing time early in the year I think NL Cy Young will be kind of open now we can go into talk about some masters this is the best weekend man of the year you know as far as golf is concerned you know there's a lot of good weekends like the open and the u.s open the the players is always cool but i mean nothing tops the masters man the masters is just so romantic too and like all the you got all the azaleas and the grass is perfect you know it i've always wanted to go um but i mean the tv experience is just so much fun yes um so, that being said, I believe Tiger's playing. Yeah. I did see him warming up today on Twitter. Tiger is finally playing back. Do I expect him to make the cut? No. Will I cry when I watch him tee off the first time? Yes. Yeah, for sure. I, I completely thought I'd never see him play again. Yeah. And for him to come back in the Masters, man, I mean, I, I seriously might cry. Yeah. I mean, I thought I thought I would never get to see him play, and... uh you know, I know he's had a rough past and all that kind of stuff, but I think he's, you know, he's 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 a better dude, and I think people can change. And uh, I mean, he's just one of one of my favorite pro athletes of all time. Yeah, he's just he's iconic. Like you, you think about the people like Jordan and Kobe, yep. and guys like that. Like Tiger Woods is in that conversation. No, he no doubt. He's the most dominant at a sport we've ever seen in our in our time, mm-hmm. and he just. Like, we're looking at Masters odds now. John Rahm's the favorite to win it at plus 900. Plus 900 is your – that's the – That's your favorite to win it in 2022. Yes. In 2001, Tiger Woods was plus 150. 150. Against everyone else. 
For those who don't bet, that's you put $10 down and you win and say he wins. You win $15. Yeah, you're only winning 15 That so, is absurd for a tournament that has that's ridiculous. so many players. I mean, you probably have 100 people that play. I mean, that is nuts. You, John Rahm, I, I'm pretty sure he's the, the world number one. It might be him or yes. Patrick Cantlay. Okay, yeah, he's number one. Plus 900. That means you put $10. You bet $10. You win 90. I mean, the, the difference in that is crazy. That just shows how dominant he was. And then he goes back-to-back, 0-1, 0-2. And in 0-2, he was, I think it was 2... 250, I think. Plus 250. That is still absurd. You'll never see that in a golf tournament. I mean, you, you, you don't have that in a two-team basketball game. Right. You know? I mean, it's, it's crazy. North Carolina won't be plus 150. They'll be higher than that to beat Kansas, probably. Yeah, for sure. 100%, especially with a minus four. Like, you're basically taking him or anyone else. Yes. Yes. That's insane. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, we, like we said, John Rahm's favorite, plus 900. I like this Colin Morikawa at plus 1,200. Yeah. That's I, my guy. Young guy. I think he's just... It's a... There's no way to handicap the Masters. No. It's, it's just it's kind tough. of a hit or miss. Whoever gets hot that perfect weekend. Um, you, you definitely have to you have to putt well, and you have to be able to hit greens in regulation. I think Colin Morikow is that, kind of that guy. Because um, you don't really have to overpower Augusta. You know, we, we've seen that with, you know, Bubba kind of was, was kind of kind of that way. Tiger, you know, obviously hits it. He kind of overpowers any course, but you don't you don't have to to win. Um, you but like what matters is you have to make putts. You have to hit hit the green, make putts. Yeah, this is the fastest greens you'll ever see. So I mean, I think um, I, I I will I will pick Patrick Cantlay to win. He's probably the best putter um, right now. I mean, he he's incredibly hot. And uh, he is at plus two thousand odds, so that's pretty good. Then FanDuel has him at plus two twenty or twenty two hundred. Um, that's who my pick would be. Um, you know, I, I think you know if we're talking like top tens or top fives, you know, you can't go wrong with Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, any of those guys. Uh, Dustin Johnson always is good, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just ha- I'm so happy it's here and we get to watch it. And they they've really like perfected watching it because you can get it on ESPN on Thursday and Friday. You can follow groups. You can watch three holes at a time. I mean, it's awesome. It, it's it's it is so it is so great. And I miss being in college because I could watch Thursday and Friday while I'm in class. Yeah. And fail my test next week. I'm sorry, mom, but that's just what I did. It's what I had to do to get yeah. by. And uh, it's the best viewing experience of a golf tournament. And it's just so pretty. It's just, the scenery is so pretty. I, I I can't imagine what it looks like in person. I bet it's like a golf heaven. Yeah. But um, I didn't realize Matsuyama was that hot. Matsuyama being was plus five thousand last year and won it. So that just shows you. There's you find a guy that mm-hmm. just gets hot. You can make a lot of money this weekend. Yep. Yep, it's fun it, and it's it's worth the watch too. I mean, it's just so pretty. You get the master's music on the piano. Oh yeah, it's nostalgic. It's so hearing that it's just a magical time. It does suck Phil not being able to play. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm a big Phil fan. Yeah. Um. And and I I do I will I hate that he's getting older and playing on the senior tour. And, you know, it, it's it's kind of one of those things, though, man. You know, these people get, these athletes get old and age out, and it's just part of it. And I hate it. We just need more TV time from Phil. We need more. Yeah, I need I need more content from Phil. Two on two matches involving Phil because yep. he's electric on the mic. He's one of the easiest guys to root for, no doubt. But whatever whatever y'all are thinking this weekend, tweet it at us, tag us on Facebook. We want to see who y'all are talking about too this weekend. Who y'all are watching? Yeah, putting some money on. Find us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can email us suggestions, questions. Doesn't matter. C, the word and 
uh, C, the word N, B, Sports Show, um, all platforms. You can find us there. And uh, let us know. Let us know what you're doing. We'll put some polls out, and uh, we're gonna have a good time. This is, you know, all you know, all sports are about to be going except football. You know, they get their own special time of the year. But um, baseball all summer, hockey, NBA as well. I mean, it's it's gonna be a great time. So we'd love to interact with you guys. Yeah, for sure. Now we're gonna do something a little different. It'll be our first draft. We're gonna do a Mount Rushmore. Of songs no genre no timeline just greatest of all time the four greatest songs that you can put into a, a team I guess we're gonna try to try to get it all together and make a poll so we can have y'all vote on it to tell us who won we did up decided to order before we started Cole ended up drawing a that's right 10 he drew a 10 I drew an 8 so He's going to take the first pick. We're going to go straight. We're not going to do Snake just because it's the two of us. So we can jump into that. So um, we don't have any draft music for you guys. Uh, but the pick is in uh, after Cole Lepsis for being on the clock for one second. With my first pick in the first ever CNB Sports Show's draft, Mount Rushmore of songs, I'm going. Bohemian Rhapsody Queen. There you go. It's iconic. I mean, it's a great song. It's great for car rides. You can play it at any sporting event. It's safe for the family. Probably the best band ever, in my opinion. I think a lot of people's opinion. And uh, it's yeah, chalk one one. I mean, I, I feel really good about that. I feel really good about that pick. I, I had to, you know, I was was gonna overcomplicate it and pick something else, but you know, I just had to go with my gut. And Freddie Mercury is, uh, you know, just was one of the best vocalists of all time, if not the best. And they're the best band of all time. And, uh, yeah, so good luck topping that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to throw you a curveball. All right. This is what I would have taken 1-1. One, one. Bohemian Rhapsody wasn't on my list. That's just not really wow. my... That's just mad disrespectful, man. It's just not really my thing. These, are, these will all be picks from the heart. So my first pick is going to be Drift Away by Uncle Cracker. <laughs> now, when that song starts, there's just no way you can listen to that song without smiling and I just mean, having a good time. You're not wrong. When the piano hits in the beginning, that's... Like, you just know. All right, yeah. this is about to be the greatest three minutes of my life. <laughs> every time? Every time. I listen to it every morning. It's definitely a mood setter. It's, it's one of the... I mean, it's probably my favorite song of all time. Like, you could just listen to it on repeat any point in the day. Mm. I mean, not a bad pick. Not a bad pick there. When I thought greatest song of all time, this is the first song I thought about. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what song that is. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, yeah. Straight up. No Dude, cap. You, you got to invest in some Uncle Cracker. I'll I, buy you a CD. Okay. That's fine. I'll play it for you after this. You know I'll, I'll put about. it with my Little River Band CD. There you go. Um, so second, uh, second round, first pick. Um, I'm gonna have to go. Carrying your love with me by George Strait. Dad, it. I thought we weren't gonna have any overlap. Sorry, I only wrote down five songs, so hopefully you don't pick another one. Talk about a song that tugs the strings. Dude, man. that's a good one. It's it it's number two. George Strait, best country artist of all time. I mean, I, I told you, man, I'm coming out here swinging. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pivot now because that was gonna be my next pick. Mm. Brandon's gonna have to think on his toes. Go ahead and put him on the clock. Okay, I'll go with "Drops of Jupiter" by Train. Oh, that is good. Another one. Piano starts. You just know. Yep. This is about to be awesome. That's pretty good. That's a very sing-along song too. Yeah. I do, I do, uh, I do like that. Um, that's another, that's another, like sporting event. You're you're probably gonna hear it at at a, at a stadium somewhere at some point. You know, pre oh, yeah. pre game, post game, in between innings, something. It's gonna be there. Um, whew, man, it's just tough. It's so tough. There's so many good songs. Um, 
both of mine that are left are country. So hopefully you're out of country songs. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, not, I'm not really mind. a huge country guy, but that's probably the country song that I listen to the most. Yeah. That's, that would have been one one country song for me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, pick three. This one's a special one. Goes out to my mom. Hotel California, Eagles. That's a good one. I mean... Brenda likes that song? That, that, that was... Uh, we have listened to that song for a really long time, and that's, that's like one of her favorite songs, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, so yeah, that one goes out to her. That's one of yeah, my favorite songs. Nice. And yeah... I know, uh, I know my uncle Jerry liked that song as well because we'd listened to it in his car. So that one, that one kind of sits sits in my heart as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, you're up three two. Yeah. I'm going the dance by Garth Brooks. Oh, that's a good one. That yeah, this was one. the first song I thought about country wise. That's and really then carrying your love with me was second. That's that's another song. I wish it was on iTunes because. I always just keep it pulled up on YouTube. Yeah. Just 24-7. See, I, I hate that. I hate that he did that. I know. You can't listen to his music. I, you know, because I don't know how... You know, I know he has his own station. But why would you limit your people wanting right. to listen to your songs? I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird. But Garth Brooks and George Strait both deserve a spot in this draft, so I'm glad yeah. we got both of them out of the way. Um... All right, last pick. Round off your Mount Rushmore. Man. How long is your list? How many did you write down? I got like I got like ten. Okay, I wrote down five. They're kind of all up in my dome, though. I didn't really write them down. Hmm. It, it's so tough. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna have to use the full two minutes here. Um, <laughs> just picking the last ones, but. I have to go. This is the last pick, right? Yep. I'll give my honorable mentions after this. Okay. After you pick, we'll go through honorable mentions. But for the for my last pick of our first ever draft, Beast of Burden, The Rolling Stones. Yeah, that's a good vibe song. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, it's probably not even their best song. But for me personally, that's the song I like the yep. most from them. And they're right there with Queen. Like, I feel like they have to be... If you're talking best ever, they have to be in that conversation, and you know I, that's that's you know I, I think I think that kind of rounds out the my my Mount Rushmore. It's definitely a certain vibe in there. Yeah. Um, but it's a I feel like it's a good reflection of the music I listen to and what I like. You brought in some heavy hitters. Yeah, I mean that you know I, I'm I'm kind of pulling I'm kind of going to for all demographics here too. Yeah. All right, to round it out. This one, maybe not as popular, but this is one of my all-time favorites, and it's that's what I love about Sundays by Craig Morgan. Oh man, that's a good one. That's another one. It just it's very nostalgic. It just hits home. Yeah, I mean, like that's like that that early two thousands, like you know, listening to the on the radio before we yeah. could even pick our own songs. Like that was always on the radio as a kid. That's pretty good. There it is. We'll we'll try to make a graphic or something. Put a poll up on Twitter. Yeah, y'all can vote. So I can tell Cole how dumb he is for taking Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> yeah, first. we'll see. We'll see how much he uh, should have went. You'll probably Cracker. get you'll probably get canceled for that. For Uncle Cracker? No, for hating uh, on Bohemian Rhapsody. That's a cancelable offense. I don't think I have any crossover with Bohemian Rhapsody. You're just not having a good time in the car, man. <laughs> Uncle Cracker, I can't believe you said you don't know what drift away is. The bow now, bow now, bow now, bow now, bow. Okay, I know what you're Yeah. I just never knew the name of it, I guess. Yeah. It's, but, uh, it's iconic, too. I got to go with some honorable mentions because it was just so hard. Yeah, and let's rally them off. One of, one of my favorites, uh, favorite artists to listen to is Drake. And, I mean, he's got so many, but, uh, well, I guess it's technically a Travis, Travis Scott song featuring Drake. So it's a Drake song. So it's a Drake song, yes. Sicko mode, honorable mention. Um, That's a good basketball song. A good um, warm up for the basketball game. God's so. plan. I mean, he's just got so many. Um, another one is is a Kanye song. Father stretch my hands, part one. Great. I mean, it, what a vibe. I'm upset also from Drake. I, yeah. just, I forgot about that. Um, I'm shocked you didn't have a Drake song on there. 
if you know me, you know I'm a big Drake guy. But I just I don't know if he deserves. I don't know who I would take out of that list, out of those top four, to put him in. Because yeah. you know I feel like with Queen, George Strait, Eagles, and the Rolling Stones. Yeah. How do you take any of those out of there? I, it's just it's just tough. It's tough. Um. You know I'm also you're you know you're probably gonna make fun of me for this, but I'm also a Lady Gaga fan. Um, Poker face. Poker Face, Shallow with her in um, A Star is Born soundtrack. Wow. Bradley Cooper's got some vocals on him. Yeah, I probably would've, it would have taken me probably, well, I have a thousand songs in my library on my phone, yeah. and I don't think any of them are Lady Gaga. Well, you're just making, I'm telling you, man, <laughs> your, your car rides are boring. <laughs> I just listen to Uncle Cracker on repeat. <laughs> so who, who do you got? Who do you got in your One mentions? Kaylee brought up. I asked her about this yesterday. Tried to throw her on the spot, and she just had no idea. Couldn't even give me an answer. So then I told her I was taking Uncle Cracker, Drift Away first. She said, okay. She loved that song as a kid. Mm -hmm. Like she said, she even had a CD. It just had one song on it, and it was that. She just listened to it on repeat. But she said she will be loved by Maroon 5. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good. That's another Heartstrings one. Yeah. We'll have to do... Like the like saddest that. song draft. Oh, dude, I don't want to cry. I know. I can't cry on the mic. Nobody would know. I wouldn't tell anybody. We can cut it, edit it. Okay. As long as nobody makes fun of me for it. Yeah, we got, we need to find some more. Y'all have any suggestions for drafts you want to hear or Mount Rushmore's? Basically the same thing. But we uh, DM us, tweet at us, whatever, because we'll probably do some more of these, especially with sports kind of slowing down. Well, we'll have to really talk about baseball here in two weeks. Now, I can nerd out on some baseball. Yeah, we can talk baseball for an hour. That'd be no problem. <laughs> but I don't know if y'all want to hear that. Uh, but, yeah, man, I, I appreciate y'all listening. Um, you know, it's a lot of fun doing this, and it's only getting better. So I appreciate y'all sticking with us. And um, just uh, hit us up on, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, email. I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, we'll be out there. Um, so yeah I think I think that's all we got for y'all this week um, y'all take it easy be safe <laughs>